0: Right, welcome everyone to another episode here of the Fashion Metrics Podcast. This is your host, Pablo Menter. Um today I want to talk about the uh, development of the character, how one can develop himself or herself uh, to understand oneself uh, better, to understand each other better, and to be who we who we really want to be and to be who we were born to be. Not what we are told to be. Now I want to break it down to you the way that I was taught and the way that I applied it onto myself, because this—I uh, mean—this topic is something that I always talk about, right? It's something that I—it's—it's it's like a continuous topic that that uh, pops up every now and then in throughout my podcast or throughout my my social media videos and and whatnot, which is always. Raising the question of who you are, who are you? Because, like I always say, for the most part, who you are uh, was developed or was imposed by institutions, by dogmatic points of view, by you know, by family, this and that. And uh, I don't think we raise this this question in our children enough. I don't think we we give them the tools and I don't think we give them even the the inquisitive mind to question themselves and to question their identity, to question their character. Who is it based from or what is it based from? Why did I develop in the way that I developed? Is it because I wanted to be like that or is it because I am just reacting Uh, based on on a traumatic event that I had. You know what I'm saying? So these questions should be raised. That is the first step. Okay, that is the first. The number one thing that you can do to take control over your individual self and your character, to build character and to, you know, uh, to be who you really want to be, period. (laughs) simple as that, because I'm trying to think of something Better to say, but it's to be who you really want to be, to be who who you were supposed to be, right? Not not trying to to fit in in places that maybe you don't even want to be fitting in. You know, how many how many of you have experienced that? I know I have. I know I have changed my my entire self just to be able to fit in, just to be able to be accepted. I've changed the way that I look, I've changed the way that I talk, I've changed my 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 tastes, you know, my my the my interests just because I wanted to fit in, just because I wanted to be part of a group. And that is the problem. We are not taught that it's okay to be an outsider. It's okay to be a rebel. It's okay to be the black sheep of the family. It's all of it is okay. Whoever you are, it's perfectly fine as long as you are working actively and consistently to develop it to be conscious of it at least even if you're if you're not working upon it at least be conscious of your conscious of of yourself of your essence of your character Uh, right the problem is most people are not even aware that they are a byproduct of their conditionings of the mind of the things they eat of their surroundings so they are reactive and they become their environment. They never really ask themselves, who am I and why the fuck am I doing what I'm doing? Why do I have a job that I hate, right? And we are raised literally like cattle to be like that. You know, Don't question anything. Just be a good citizen. Be a good boy. Be a good Christian. Go to church. Get married. Get a good stable job, nine-to-five job. Uh, get a good paycheck, you know, living paycheck to paycheck. Um, buy a house if you can or get in debt because it's fine. <laughs> you know, go to college. All these different things, all these nonsense, this narrative that maybe doesn't apply to you. Maybe. I know it didn't apply to me. Fuck. Or, you know, it applies just differently to you. So the first step is that. The question, that question should arise from within you. Not because you heard it. On a, on a podcast or you read it on a magazine or you saw it on a, on, on a video on YouTube or because you heard someone talking about it at a seminar. No, this question should arise from within you, okay? From there, what's the next step? Because maybe you're already there. You're like, oh, you know what? I don't like who I am. And I want to be something else. I know that I was born to be something else. What the fuck do I do? The first step is and i'm going to talk about them in a systematic way okay so that you can develop them the first step is getting in control of your style of your physical appearance okay i know it sounds corny i know it sounds like too good to be true like yeah really do i just work on my image and that's it that's the first step all right that's the fundamentals that's the most fundamental stuff that's the basics and if you don't have the basics then you won't you won't be able to transform or change and take control over your mind, your emotions, let alone your spirit, right? To be able to connect to your soul and your higher purpose. (laughs) So yeah, the physical aspects is the most important thing. Getting control over how you perceive yourself, over your image. Maybe you think you are the chubby guy or the chubby girl because that's how you've been programmed to be yeah maybe your family had or has very poor eating habits now that doesn't necessarily mean that you are fat or you should be fat or that you you should have bad uh, eating habits as well you know just because someone in your family did something doesn't mean that you have to repeat the same fucking mistake or that should define you and you should be that you know what i'm saying that's the point But the problem is that you begin to identify yourself with those limitations. You begin to identify yourself with those problems that maybe were not even yours, but they were from your family, again, with the example of bad eating habits throughout your family, and they gave you fast food, they gave you bullshit food, and then all of a sudden, yeah, voila, shit, you became fat, overweight. But you have to take responsibility for yourself. What they did, yeah, it's on them. You have to be able to say, to repeat to yourself and to understand that this is my life and I can control it. I don't care where I was born. I don't care if my family, everyone in my family is super fat and overweight. I can be different. I, me, alone. Why? Because I control my own life, not my the color of my skin, not my family, not my government's not my religions and my, my churches, me. So it's taking back your power. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's retaking your power. And that is, of course, responsibility. It's taking some responsibility that if you're fat, maybe it's because you wanted to continue to be like that. Or maybe you began to identify yourself with being fat because your friends called you, Hey, what's up, fatty? And then all of a sudden, it's part of who you are, it's part of your character, it's part of your identity. Yeah, you know, I'm fat, I'm overweight, or I'm big boned, or something like that. (laughs) And it doesn't have to be necessarily like that. Uh, Later on, I'll talk about something, you know, our genes, our genetic predispositions. Like, for example, being short, or being tall, and all these things. But uh, my point here is that the way that we perceive ourselves can be shifted. We can take control of that. That much can be done. Because, again, if you hear a lie, a sustained lie for a long period of time, all of a sudden it can become a truth within you. Even though it's a lie, you know it's a fucking lie. Maybe you're not even fat, but you look at yourself as being fat. And then maybe you're bulimic. <laughs> Give you an example, a personal example. I was, I was uh, told that I have a bad temper throughout my entire life that I'm an angry person, I'm always angry. And you know, at a certain point, I I embraced that, that identity that was given to me by my family members, by then, of course, friends. And then all of a sudden, because I embraced that, you know, it only takes you accepting a thought, and then it becomes reality. So if you accept the thoughts of who you are from others, guess what, you become what others Want you to be? You become what others perceive you, not who you truly are. So again, I thought that, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I have a bad temper. I have a short temper. I get angry all the fucking time. And all of a sudden, I realized, man, I raised the question, like the first step I told you. Am I really that angry? Because I've, I've met other people that are angrier than me. You know, they're uh, cussing all the time, and they, they really, really are angry all the time. Maybe, maybe I was. I bought the bullshit, you know maybe I bought this identity that was given to me, but I never actually chose it. you know it was given to me, but why why, and let's analyze even deeper. why was I told that I was angry all the time? Was it truly really because I was angry, or was it a label on an on an emotion you know that was not being confronted an emotion an unchecked emotion, maybe I was being vulnerable. And because my father had shitty family, and I did, (laughs) you know, I mean, who doesn't have a shitty family? But, uh, you know, maybe it's something unchecked, something deeper, maybe a trauma or something like that. And the way that I, because I was young, uh, the way that I would uh, understand it or or the way that I would live it was through anger issues. You know, maybe anger was the emotion to be connected with my family. Maybe, I don't know. But that question can lead you into some deeper, more profound understandings of yourself. Rather than just saying, yes, I'm an angry person. (laughs) Because that's just a label. It's not deep at all. You accepted it. So again, it can be changed. It depends on you taking responsibility for yourself and saying to yourself, I control my self not anybody else so these things um attitudes that were given to you or they were passed on to you by your family members maybe maybe even your job you know your profession if everyone in, in your family was a doctor of course everyone is going to expect for you to become a doctor or a lawyer you know the most cliche shit ever being a doctor or being a fucking lawyer god damn I mean, it's okay. I have nothing against them. If you really want to be that, I mean, if you have a vocation rather than just a profession, then by all means, go do it. Fuck yeah. You know, I applaud it. I, uh, go there and do your thing. The problem is that not everyone is living their vocation, or not everyone even knows that there's a, they have a vocation. They just think that I just need a fucking job to pay the motherfucking bills. And that's it. You know, I just need to survive. I just need to survive and not thrive. I just care about existing, barely existing. I don't, I don't care about higher consciousness. I don't care about being happy and peaceful and blissful and exciting, exciting and all these things. I just wake up to go to the job and that's it. I just do as I'm told. I think, not, I think none of us are born in this way. I mean, I get it because I studied psychology. There's a type of personality that they're called the guardians. And their, their attitude towards life, it's to maintain the status quo. It's to apply the laws. It's to you know uh, keep or sustain the foundations of a society, of a working society. That I can understand. But to not have any dreams, I mean, I've never met a child... And I've never spoken with a child. I've never played with a child that doesn't have a vivid imagination, that doesn't have wild, wilder dreams. You know, like you ask them, what do you want to be when you're, when you're old? And they tell you some crazy shit <laughs> and, some, and some, some, some things that are even kind of funny. Like, you know, I want to be a maid <laughs> or I want to be a garbage trucker. I want to be a trucker. It's fine. It's fine. As we grow older, we are caught up in the bullshit of just paying the bills, right? Just we're here. We're here to pay the bills. We're here to go to work, get a, just just enough, not to thrive, just to get enough money to be able to pay the rent, to pay the bills. And that's it. And always, you're always in debt, right? Most people are always in debt. Most, most people are always complaining about lack of money. At least that's what with my family. Almost everyone that I know within my family are complaining about not having enough. (laughs) So, that goddamn. Of course, that's going to have an impact towards your development of character. So, maybe the profession that you have, it's something that that was picked onto you subconsciously, subliminally. You thought that you wanted to be a lawyer, and maybe you didn't even want to be a fucking lawyer. Maybe you want to be a tattoo artist. Yeah, I don't know, but you never gave yourself the time to explore. Because these ideas these patterns right these paradigms start with the family start with your family members your brother your sister your your mom and dad then they extend to your surroundings by that i mean educational school educational systems the education system it's built to make more workers instead of entrepreneurs it's made in just in such a way that you want to create empl- employees you know you want to create people that just get a regular job, people to search just the stability and, and instead of dreaming, you know what I'm saying they, they don't have a voice because it's easier to manipulate someone like that. But that you know, listen to my other podcast where I talk about all this shit. All the things that people label as conspiracy theory, they are not theories, they're not conspiracy. They are certain, not all of them, but there are certain facts. They're just facts, truths. But my point is, um, it extends to the schools. It extends to religion, to spirituality, right? So then you are being almost like attacked. Your mind is being attacked as you grow up and you're vulnerable. As you grow up, your mind is very vulnerable and, and it's like a little sponge absorbing everything. So then later on, as you you become hardened and you, you become more mature, in quotes, it's harder to get rid of those toxins that were laid upon you when you were young. It's very hard to get rid of these traumas or these preconceived ideas and values of what your life should be like or what your character is supposed to be like. You know what I'm saying? So again, it's... The second step would be okay. I am not my family. It's understanding that the things that surround you are not you. If you are poor, that means that that's just the condition that you find yourself in that present moment. And maybe you're young, and maybe that was not made on. It was you find yourself in that condition because your parents made poor choices. I mean, I don't know. It could be. It. But just question that. Question the things around you. And do not identify yourself with them. I, for example, uh, I mean, I love Mexico, don't get me wrong. But I was born in a third world country and I fucking hate that. <laughs> I've never identified myself as as a normal, regular uh, Mexican. right? Which is why I've always been traveling ever since I was a little uh, boy. Ever since I was like 17, even uh, younger. Ever since I was like 16 or 17 years old, I started traveling and I started looking finding my own life and my own purpose outside because I never said, you know, I, I don't I don't identify with this uh, underdevelopment country, you know, and I, I, know it, I know how it sounds, I know how it, how it might look, but fuck it, I'm just saying it, and um, again, if you don't like something that that is presented to you in your life, it, you don't have to be identified with yourself with it, it it plays a role in your life, of course, it's information, it's part of your history, it's part of the book, you know, it's it's like a chapter that builds and actually helps building a character, a strong, uh, interesting character, rather than just, well, I'm a Mexican, and that's it. I love tequila, and I love tacos, and I guess that's it. That's pretty fucking boring, isn't it? I mean, I'm more than that, goddammit, I'm more than being black, I'm more than being white i'm more than being yellow or purple or rainbow color because that's a problem sometimes we identify ourselves with those struggles that maybe our parents uh uh, went through specifically talking about black people for example yeah maybe they had it rough maybe i mean shit i don't know i'm not black but i've experienced racism in my own unique way by being brown because i ain't i ain't fucking white and uh i kind of get it but you identify yourself with that well, I'm black, and it's black history, black, blah, 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 I'm, I'm a Mexican, it's, I'm proud to be brown, pr- and uh, then all of a sudden you, you, uh, you find yourself in a cage. That doesn't help you in developing your character, a strong, independent, self-sufficient, interesting, powerful character, a character that someone would like to read about. You know, you know what I'm saying? And hey, don't get me wrong, because I always talk about ancestry. I always talk about connecting, reconnecting with your roots. I'm not saying that you should hate being black, white, uh, brown, yellow, or whatever. You should know your history. You should be connected with your roots. But that doesn't define you. It's not it. There's more to it. You are more than just that. Okay, that's my point. Because otherwise, if you are stuck in that, in just your your hist- your ancestry and your history, then racism occurs, right? Because then this is what happens: the, the the classism begins to to occur. Like, hey, I'm my ancestry comes from the Aztecs, and I'm fucking proud of the Mexicas. I'm proud of being Aztec, and fuck all you motherfuckers and fuck white people that came down and the Spaniards that came in the Conquistador's, and you know because of them. Uh, the Aztecs, you know, went that shit. And, you know, it becomes like a, a race war and or, or an, a, a wrong identification war because I identify myself as an Aztec and if I see something different than an Aztec, I'm almost immediately going to reject it because it's not part of who I am. So that's why you must embrace a larger view of yourself, not just a very particular small perception. A lar- embrace a larger way of 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 you right that's the point of this uh episode so then if you understand these things right then you can get to work upon your physical image because that most people don't understand this but that if you get to work upon your physical image that also permeates on your psychology which means on your mindset you want to work on your mindset you want to create a powerful strong identity It doesn't start in the mind. It doesn't only start in the mind. I mean, yes, fuck, it starts as a thought. I want to be this. But then it can also be reinforced by putting it into action. Sometimes you might not feel it. If you force yourself to change your style and to get to work upon your physical image, it works both ways. You see yourself different in the mirror, and all of a sudden, your mind you have a breakthrough in your mind, and all of a sudden, you perceive yourself different. You have no idea how many times I've experienced this with my clients as an image consultant. Hundreds hundreds, and hundreds of times, what I've been with, with my clients, that they thought of themselves as being ugly, short, and whatever, you know, very low self-esteem. And all of a sudden, I just change the way they, they, they view themselves with certain things, you know, maybe a color that pops them, makes them look better, pops their eyes, uh, maybe a different haircut. Maybe, you know, certain clothes, fabrics that fit their, the, their body, their shape. And accentuates the things that they were born with. The, the good things that they were born, born with. Instead of focusing on the bad and the negative things. Because we all have negative and good things. We all do. Uh, for example, I have longer fucking, uh, I have a longer legs than a torso. My torso is small as shit. <laughs> and I have big arms as well. So I'm kind of a non-proportioned guy. But we all are unproportioned, which is why part of being an image consultant is not just telling you, yeah, dress yourself with Armani, with uh, high-end brands, and just read GQ magazines and that's it. No, it's deeper than that. So I've done it with my clients hundreds of times, and they look at themselves, and you can see the breakthrough. I could see it. You can sense it. You could see it in their eyes, how they would look at themselves differently. That gets reinforced in the mind. So it works both ways, yeah, we work on the mindset, and yeah, we also work on the outside as within. So is without, but as without, so is within. So this saying of dress for the part or dress for the job that you want, not the one that you have, it's kind of true because of what I just explained. Don't dress up or don't, don't, uh, yeah, don't dress up your character based on on your limitations, based on those lack of self-esteem, things, that, issues that you have. Play on your strengths. And I guarantee you, your whole mindset and your whole perception towards yourself, your whole self-perception and self-esteem will begin to shift. That is the foundations of building a character, a strong character, of building your identity. Or of you choosing uh, the things that you want to wear. But with a consciousness, with a higher and deeper consciousness, not based on traumas. Because again, I've met many people as well, that they think they want to be something, they think they want to be some, someone, they want to become someone, and they want to per- they want to be perceived as someone with their clothes, with their style, but it's simply, um, you know, an insecurity. It's simply an insecurity because they were bullied as, as kids, so now all of a sudden they want to wear the Armani and they want to be seductive and they want to be like this badass or whatever, right? And they just want to prove to everybody else that they are popular, that they are whatever. It's just you know what I'm saying. It's just a, a a um an insecurity. So if you work on your style with a stylist or with an image consultant or you yourself, I mean, I goddamn, I have more than eight books talking about it. You know, read one of my goddamn books, listen to my fucking podcast, or get to know, getting get get in the mindset of people that speak similar things that I, like, like I do. You don't have to to just take what I say. Do your own fucking research and understand that what I'm saying, it's part of everyone that has done something with their lives. Everyone that owns themselves. You know, it's all owning your own fucking style. And if anybody else thinks that, hey, you know, you have no, you don't have any style because you know the latest GQ, fuck you and fuck GQ magazine. How about that? Who the fuck wrote GQ magazine? Show me the motherfucking guy that wrote this fucking piece of shit article. Remember guys or girls, GQ magazines and all these fucking uh, TV shows and all these—they're selling. God damn it, they're selling. They want fucking—they want to sell uh, uh, an idea, an ideal of what's the perfect guy, the perfect girl, so that you can feel bad and you can buy more of their shit. Because if you read an, an in an article, an article wants more readers. So of course they're gonna r- write censor- sensation- ah, shit, word. Sensationalism. On, on things that, oh, the latest, uh, I don't know, latest trick to become young and beautiful. And then you read the article, and of course, it's going to talk about the, the latest cream, you know, the latest eye cream, and you're going you're gonna to go there and you're going to buy it. So it's a business. That's the point that I'm trying to make. It's a fucking business. They don't care a fuck. They, they don't give a single shit about you and about your self-esteem and about if you are good as you are or not. They just want to sell, all right? So that's why I said a long time ago, fuck GQ and fuck all these stereotypes of what's good and bad and what's style and what's not. I understand style based on the seven universal archetypes. Understand them. There are seven universal archetypes. And I don't even know if, I mean, maybe I'm overreact- over- overstating universal because shit, <laughs> I don't know the whole entire universe, but maybe uh, the planet, seven, seven planetary (laughs) archetypes that have been throughout the entire history of humanity. All right, and I have a book talking about it, the Rules of Style, and I explain all all about it in that book. Um, so after you know getting to develop your style, understanding your style, changing the way that you. Present yourself that shifts something in your mind it, it's something deeper right then the next thing that you would have to do in order to develop a strong character is cut off all the naysayers so i guarantee you the moment you put on a suit simple as that the, the moment you put on a i don't know pair of, new pair of jeans or a fucking blazer just a fucking blazer and you look nice whatever it is that you put on and you look nice Whether you're a guy or a girl, you're going to get criticized. Other women, goddamn, you destroy each each other when you're a woman. If you look beautiful and hot and you take uh, pride in your femininity, other women begin to tell you, oh, you're a fucking whore. Look at that bitch. Instead of supporting you, right? So that's why I've seen and I've worked with a lot of um, customers, women customers, women clients that are afraid of their own femininity, are afraid of their own sexiness. And that's fucking, that's so fucked up. And that's why, because, uh, uh, and that's only because um, this indoctrination that is being pushed onto us. since the moment we're born and, and all the things that I said at the beginning of this podcast. But the moment that you begin to take control over it, the way that you look, the way that you present yourself, people, I guarantee you, a hundred motherfucking percent, people will um, criticize you. They will critique you. They will make you, que- they, they, they will make questions like, what's the occasion? Like, why? Why are you dressing up? Like, it's not normal to be nice. It's not normal to be beautiful. It's not normal to look nice, you know, or to, to nurture yourself. It's, it's, it's not normal. Unless you have a very special occasion, then that's normal. That's accepted, right? And that's the fucking mentality of the sheep. You want to know what the special occasion is? Life. If you wait up to wear your fine garments, if you're waiting for that final, for that very special occasion to dust off your fucking suit, your favorite suit, and put it on because you don't want to wear it down, life is going to slip away. You might die today. You might die. And that fucking suit will, be, will remain there forever. Those fucking stilettos that you want to wear. You know what I'm, you know what I'm saying. So don't let these naysayers sink into your subconscious mind. You have to guard your mind. That is the third step. You have to guard your mind as a vicious warrior, as a Spartan. Have you you know are you familiar with the movie three hundred where the, the the shield wall they don't let any person in, right? Well, imagine the persons being the naysayers, the haters, and all these. And sometimes these haters, they don't they don't necessarily hate on you. They just, they've been conditioned like that as well. They're sheep. And subconsciously, when they see something different, eventually they're just going to point at it. Not necessarily to hate on it, but they're going to point at it. And they're going to make you feel uncomfortable. You'll feel awkward because you're different. You don't fit in with the fucking normal, regular ugly looking ass people. <laughs> you know, people that don't nurture themselves, don't take care of themselves, or don't even not even aware of their character. So it's cutting off these these toxic people. It's doing a detox with your relationships, with your mindset. And it can be your family. You know, I had to lay off a lot of family members. That's why this is not for the faint of heart. You have to be strong. You have to make a decision. A decision is something that you make and you don't give yourself any other fucking options. Study the roots of the word decision, okay? That will give you insight on if you make a decision, there's no option B, option C. There's only one way and I'm going to fucking do it and I made a decision. That's it, okay? So if you made a decision to really become who you were born to be and to work and develop your character run by yourself, not by others, then you'll cut off a lot of people. But it's worth it. Maybe you'll feel it at the beginning. I know I did. You feel kind of bad. Like, am I doing it right? Man, shit. You know, my, my grandma, damn. Or my aunts. Or my, even my own mom. Shit. She, I know she loves me. But should I cut her off like that? Yeah. Yeah, eventually. You'll see the benefits of it. And you don't have to be mean about it. Right? There's a difference. If, you're, if there's a plain hater, then yeah, fuck them. Fuck them. you know, don't, don't, don't be shy or don't be scared of showing your knuckles, showing your teeth and roaring and saying, fuck you, motherfuckers. Who are you to criticize me? Fuck you. But there are certain say- naysayers like family members, like moms and dads, that they don't necessarily do it on purpose, but they do it anyway. So you have to create certain limitations and you have to spend some alone time. You have to create certain distance. Also, not only with family members, with relationships, with friends, all that, but uh, places that you visit, also shows that you watch. Sometimes you don't even know, but the music that you listen to, it's bombarding your subconscious mind, and maybe it's making you feel lesser. Maybe it's making you feel like shit because of shows, TV shows, because of Netflix bullshit that you watch. So you have to guard your mind, okay? If you already began to develop a different mindset, a different physical appearance. The next step, it only makes sense to that you need to guard it or they will destroy it like fucking jackals. The fourth step would be um, detachment. (laughs) Detachment. Like at at the beginning of this podcast, I don't identify myself with just being a Mexican. Just because I was born here and I, my family is Mexican, I don't know. I'm detached of all these things. I have plenty of suits, bespoke suits and tailored suits, and, all, and I fucking love them. And I love the way that I look at them and I, how I look in them. And I love the way that I build my own character, but I'm not attached to that. The attachment has to do with emotional work, basically. You know, I'm not saying about becoming a hippie and growing your hair and your beard. No. All I'm talking about is being detached with your emotions. Because if you are too emotional, and they get you, they're, they're going to fucking get you eventually. <laughs> you know, if somebody gives you critic- criticism, uh, if you're too emotional, you'll feel you'll f- go back to the beginning. You'll fall off the horse again and, uh, you know, you'll, you'll go back to, to a, what was normal. Before you you began developing yourself, working upon yourself, you'll you'll begin to go back to comfort and, you know, being a nobody and blah, 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 and just wanted to be accepted because you'll feel the pain. If you're unattached, you know, if you're detached with emotions, you know that they come and they go. Anger comes and anger goes. Happiness comes and happiness goes. Uh, Sadness comes and sadness goes. Believe all of that, man. It's fine. It's perfectly fine. As long as I'm feeling them, I know that I'm a perfect human being. Because that's how a human is supposed to be. To be able to feel all these different range of emotions. And to be able to use them, not be used by them. To be able to detach from them. Do not get too attached to your looks. Do not get too attached to your possessions. Do not get too attached. Maybe you started your, your, your dream job. you know, Your, your true passion. After listening to this podcast, maybe you say like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm going to raise the question. I'm going to do whatever the fuck I really want to do. But sometimes you can become really self-centered because of that, you know. And that confidence that you're building can be misunderstood by yourself even as being cocky, way too cocky and being attached to it. You know, I, You know, I could be, I'm proud of the things that I've done, but I'm not attached to them. Like, for example, being building up a community, building up um, a program, you know, where I'm a teacher, where I teach people how to develop themselves uh, physically, in the mind, and in spirit, and how to connect with the higher self, and how to become free, and, you know, I get messages, not every day, but maybe every, you know, every week, I can tell you, and the messages are perfect, are beautiful. Oh man, because of you I changed and you know, I opened my eyes and these and I love your work and I love your book and this and that. I'm proud of that shit. And I could be boasting day and night about it. Like, hey, you know that? I've changed lives. Where you motherfucker are just, just you know, counting your pennies and your your bills and all this bullshit. I'm changing fucking lives. I'm building a goddamn legacy that will surpass my own life, you know. I could be attached to that, and I could get lost in that. I could think that I'm just Paulo mentor, the mentor, the spiritual guide, this, that. I'm losing myself in it. So that's why you need to be unattached. Detach yourself from, this, from these things that you're building to yourself. Yes, play them. Play them. Go along with them, but do not attach yourself to them, because they may go. That happened to me. I used to call myself the god of style, where I started my own business, Style Systems. You probably remember, listen to the first podcast. I was talking differently, and I was talking about Style Systems, my image consulting business. Had a lot of business. I did pretty well for myself and for my family. And all of a sudden, I got lost in it. And then, boom. I'm not joking. From one week in one week, maybe it was two weeks, maybe, I lost everything. Every goddamn student that I had, it just left. I don't even know why. I, uh, I mean, tried to explain it, but maybe I don't. I don't know. Maybe it was me. I don't. I don't. I don't know, man. <laughs> but um, friends that I had, it just stopped talking to me. It's not something that I did. You know, it's not like a one action that I did where you'd all, oh, you know, I fucked up. No. So that's why you have to be unattached, because you could lose everything in a second. Be attached and that way you can rebuild yourself way back up. You can get back on the horse and be like, yeah, whatever, man, fuck it. I'm gonna build myself. I'm gonna build, build, build back myself up, and and it's gonna be stronger and better than ever. Pablo uh, 2.0. Fuck y'all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so that's the four the fourth step, and the final and and fifth step is connect with your spirit. Now, what does that mean? Well. I cannot give you the answer because that is going to be completely different from person to person. It's going to be very personal to you. Through meditation, I can guarantee you that through mental silence and through meditation, through breathing techniques, conscious breathing techniques, and and giving yourself the time and space to be completely alone, maybe go out and walk in nature and sit, sit down and just shut the fuck up and listen to the sound of, The trees, the water, you know, the river, the wind, the animals. And don't think about you. Don't think about you and your dreams and your goals and your problems and your religion. Fuck all of that. Just drop it and meditate. Create mental silence. Be fully present there. If you give yourself that time as part of your daily rituals, eventually, of course, it will develop into connecting with your spirit, with that higher self. Connect with that, because that higher self, and I've explained it in so many different videos, and so many different episodes, that spirit is the one that actually knows who you truly are. That spirit is the one that actually knows what the fuck is happening, knows your your, your deep desires, knows, knows you well. And it has a higher perspective. Uh, when you are very involved in your problems or in your life, you lack perspective because you are in it, you know? You are inside the problem, so you cannot see outside of it. When you connect with your spirit, your spirit knows no boundaries. Your spirit will always have a better, higher perspective of your problems, of your goals, of the things that you say that you want, of your character, okay? Do it with meditation. Do it with mental silence. Do it with gratitude. Be grateful for what you have, that also connects you with your spirit, it raises the frequency of your vibrations and that connects you eventually with your spirit. Now, being grateful, being more in a state of peace, instead of all stressed out, you know, so uh, light up an incense stick or work with uh, oils, you know, with uh, different scented oils. Or go and practice yoga, or do something that connects you, you know, Reiki, or Feng Shui, something that connects you with spirituality. Because if you build and develop your character based on spirit, your spirit always knows what be- what's best for you. Your spirit is the one that holds you. So when you ask yourself, when somebody else asks you who are you, you'll know that you are spirit. You're not a, a, a human experiencing life you are a spirit experiencing life as a human you know what i'm saying your spirit is an energy it's an infinite energy as an infinite energy it has always been here here there and everywhere it's part of creation basically your soul it's part of the creation itself so it always knows and it, it, your soul doesn't understand about time boundaries and space boundaries. Your soul simply knows who you truly are and, and what your purpose on this life and this time is is supposed to be. So you connect with that, and your character will just skyrocket. You'll you'll know who you are. There's no way that anybody will bring you down ever 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 again, even yourself, because you are you have a strong background. You're connected with your roots. You're rooted. And everything is glued with the infinite energy of your spirit. So your character is strongest yet, <laughs> and you can still play the game. You can still play, and you know, wear different clothes, talk different languages, this, that. You know, it's all a game. Once you connect with that higher, higher character, with that higher identity, then. Your entire life shifts. Your entire self will just change for the better. So that's it for today. Thank you for listening. This is Pablo Mentor from the Fashion Matrix podcast. Uh, Remember, you can follow me uh, at Pablo Mentor all over social media. If you want to find out about the things that I do, my programs, my coaching programs, my master classes and uh, seminars that I do and everything that I'm doing, go to pablomentor.com. I have uh, two level programs. Level one is 20 bucks a month and you get access to all of my private material, all of my seminars and private classes and master classes. Level two, it's a little bit trickier. You have to go through certain things. You know, I have, we have to have a, a, sort of like an interview to then be able to enter into this sacred and powerful community that, that we are. It's called Circle of the Rainbow Warriors. But that's the whole thing. Go, just go to Pablo Mentor and you'll find everything over there. Thank you for listening. Be the best version of yourself. And until the next one.